All right, y'all, I got to tell you about another great libertarian podcast. We love these dudes, Brian and John from Lions of Liberty. You guys know about them because they are one of the best, longest running libertarian anarchist podcast networks in the world. They started way before we did. I mean, crazy. They're like almost the first one. On Mondays, John Notomat delivers a powerful mix of inspiration, health, and faith to set your mind, body, and soul free with finding Freedom, every Wednesday, Brian McWilliams will make you laugh at our broken world while providing the promise of a better future with Mean Age Daydream. Friday includes shows like Meme Wars or Hate Watch, where they're famous libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor. Lions of Liberty, the first step towards freedom. Listen today to the Lions of Liberty Network everywhere podcasts are found. Well, what is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston. Across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. It is currently 11 a.m. in Hawaii. And so good morning and uh, Mm. aloha to all of our friends. Mahalo. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. Yeah. So if you are so inclined... Smash that subscribe button. My name's Kunu. Is that, what's that mean? Means Chuck. Okay. All right. Just, just checking to make Mm. sure. We got a lot of stuff in the stack today. Several things. We got to talk about Greta's very, her, her terrible, terrible uh, death defying experience. Yeah. um, Out there protesting. Just with, you know, something to make fun of right quick. It is kind After of... After taking down Andrew Tate not that long ago. I know. Who took her down this time? That's the question. Was Maybe. this retribution? Maybe the Matrix is at play. <laughs> That's what's going on. Matrix. Uh, it's a little bit of a white pill Wednesday. I guess not entirely, but we did have that assault weapons ban that went through in Illinois. We know about that. Some of the sheriffs are stepping up and saying that they are not going to... They're vowing to defy this order. They're Mm. not going to enforce it. I hope some of our local sheriffs are doing that from where Charlie and I are from. And then a little bit of COVID news from our favorite doctor, Leanna Wim, who made that COVID pivot. And I think that we should continue to uh, just point out the fact that she's not as crazy as she used to be. She Mm. deserves it. You know, if you don't give people positive reinforcement when they go out on a limb like that, then they'll be less likely to make those changes. We can all learn. Exactly. She can still change. She looks young. Yeah. She is Asian, though, so she could be like 90 years old. (laughs) That's a good thing. Yeah. Who would get mad because you mentioned something like that? Right. And if there's time, I'm not sure. I can't say that. No, no. I Clearly, I can. Yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. Everyone can tell by looking at me, I'm sure. (laughs) And then if we have time, we'll talk about this San Francisco reparations thing, which which I hope to God would never happen, but also it'd be kind of funny to watch them do this because it's so insane. I don't know. If not, we'll have to we'll have to go on to it tomorrow. Yesterday we talked about what, Chuck? Biden docs? Biden docs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The uh the CPI thing. And then uh, at the end of the stack, we had the assault weapons thing. We didn't really get to the whole thing. And I think it's cool if we just we just kind of continue these whole things like the episodes keep going. Just continue the roll. But we got to take a commercial break to let you know that Greta 
Thunberg, she she was detained. Is this breaking? This is well, it's not really. It's what everyone's talking about these days. I think it happened yesterday. It's super real. Uh, it definitely was not staged because NBC they have this nice video when you look how just how terrible this experience was. They're even carrying it. She refuses to move. So the police starts to bring the first persons to the identity mm. check. That's how hardcore they are. Just grabbing her. <laughs> pulling her out of there. This is terrible. Oh, man. You don't need to have the right to protest in Germany. I thought they ended that, you know, back in the 40s. Look at them just holding on I mean, to their wrists. She looks so sad. And defiant. Look at that. That is the face of climate change. Right there. That is climate change. <laughs> you see? You see what we're up against here? Yeah. Looks like she's losing a little bit of her hair at the front there. They it's probably ripped it out. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Mm hmm Well, there's a... All right, so uh, there's a little she's bit of an resisting. article. Oh, she... Uh, she let me tell you, we're just playing you guys the PG stuff. It gets real tough. Real tough on her. Chuck, this article here from NBC right. News is great. The German police detained famed environmental activist Greta Thunberg on Tuesday, according to video of ongoing protest against the coal mine's expansion. She was released later, police said. Video and still images appeared to show police in riot gear carrying away a limp Thunberg, 20 now, by her arms and legs in the hamlet of Lundstrath. <laughs> I don't, you know, honestly, the names don't matter. Yeah. Um, Thunberg did not appear to be in distress and was smiling at points of her apprehension. Mm. Thunberg and other protesters stormed to the edge of the open cast mine, which is steep and dangerous, said a police spokesman in the far western city uh, near that area. Yeah, Thunberg and other protesters were detained for identification, said police, who added that they had not been arrested. After their IDs were checked, the group, which included Thunberg, were released. And Twitter said that she had been arrested. And this NASA climate scientist here said, Greta's first arrest. It's like a book. You can make a baby <laughs> book for uh, climate activists, I think. Greta's first arrest. In fact, I bet they already are working. That's probably what this was. Mm -hmm. It was a photo shoot. for. It's time for many more of us to stand up and risk arrest for the sake of a livable planet. It will turn the tide. This, right here, this is what's going to mm -hmm. do it. Yep. As if people haven't been out there risking arrest and, and protest for forever. Well, but they're not as brave. Not, no, that's... As a 17-year-old still. That's what we needed. She's, she's brave. She's brave, okay. courageous. Very courageous. Yes. Uh, now, the problem is, though, that we have to look at is whether or not this was actually staged. That is what is, in fact, going around on Twitter now, staged was trending on everyone's Twitter. Uh, and uh, this from Newsweek, well, they want everyone to know that Greta Thunberg's detention sparks accusations of a fake arrest. First off, she wasn't arrested. The cops said that, mm -hmm. even though a lot of people were saying that she was. They literally detained them, checked their ID, and then let them go. That was, it was tough. Yeah. I'm probably going to make a movie about it. Mm -hmm. I bet. Uh, climate activist Greta Thunberg was accused by Twitter users, users of staging a fake arrest. People even liken this to the other conspiracy theories, by the way, about AOC. Remember when all those wild conspiracies were going around about her faking that arrest? You know, when she had her arms behind her back? Yes. 
Like she had handcuffs on. The tear streaming down her <laughs> face. How could I forget an image like that? Oh, I know. It's burned into your memory. Yes. How terrible it was. That was so touching. I mean, the things that, that women like her have to go through. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. It really is. AOC people, was down at the border not that long ago, probably, right? I'm Just, sure she goes down there to cry on the weekends <laughs> for fun. <laughs> Conservative commentators referring to New York Representative AOC, commonly referred to as AOC, by the way, her name is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Sometimes she decides to get mad at people for calling her AOC. I feel like that's her fault. Uh, re referred to AOC being detained in the summer after participating in a sit-in at the U.S. Supreme Court to protest the Roe v. Wade, overturning several GOP lawmakers accused AOC of faking being handcuffed in the exchange with law enforcement, which the Democrat has denied. Now, you know what's funny is this is actual, like, n unbiased news coverage. Yes. That, she was never arrested. She wasn't. But this is, this is a report on what both sides are saying, this Newsweek piece. Mm. Now, you don't see that very often. It, it, this tends to be when AOC was faking being arrested, and they're just talking about, well, critics say this, she was actually faking this whole thing. We've got video here from Greta, though. Uh, let's go over that. No, it's not your turn, JB. <laughs> Always trying to cut in line like it's a buffet or something like that. <laughs> Bless. Okay, let's go through. Uh, Patrick Bet David, he tweeted out, and the Oscar goes to. <laughs> <laughs> Do you also want those for I don't know about you, but when They're I. They're telling jokes. <laughs> when I get arrested, I joke around with the cops during that time. Yeah. And I, I'm always shifting around my coat and everything. Cops are they're super now. They're they're in Germany, I guess. Who knows? The guns are illegal there. I mean, it's totally so they fine. To, they don't have to worry about anybody yeah. having a gun. They're probably scared of her right now and all the power that she has. But when you get behind the scenes just a little bit, you see that between the shots that we've seen of her being arrested was her laughing and joking around, and no one being serious about this whatsoever. Standing there with the cops, posing for photos before they hoisted her up and carried her away yeah. for the final shot. <laughs> Once again, the face of climate change. Look at them. They're posing for the pictures. God, did you get the shot you needed? Okay, now we can go. <sighs> and then we get to... The other shots. Charlie, what is it? It's, listen, it's our fault. Not our fault personally. I'd say human beings. Society's fault. For allowing this type of performative art to mm -hmm. go on this yeah. long. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, is like, if you read the IPCC's reports, like they expect the earth to warm like 1.3 degrees Celsius over the next 100 years. Do you know what that's going to do to human beings? Nothing. 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 It's it like, if you actually like read the IPCC, which nobody does, they read like summaries of summaries um, that make it seem like doom and gloom. Well, the IPCC, they lay out different scenarios for here's worst case, here's like middle of the road, here's rosy picture scenario. But here's what we think is actually going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's in the report. And it's not that crazy. Like... I dug into the IPCC a little bit. It's really not that crazy. Now, I still don't agree with some of the things. However, 
they they're very I would say conservative in their actual like final report. They kind of science it, but it's really the media that misconstrues what yes. they put out there yes. because they they say here are the different scenarios under different degree changes. And, and you then have the, people like AOC and Greta Thunberg and all these people championing championing this insane fear rhetoric. Mm-hmm. And it's been happening for so long. I mean, we've read stuff on Paul Ehrlich and all the crazy people who make insane predictions, Al Gore, just you name a few. None of them have come true. Literally none of them. All the predictions, all the doom and gloom predictions, none of them have come true. They're all up there having their uh, group uh, rub and tug right now up at Davos at the at the moment, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're all getting together, uh, shaking. I don't know what they... Oh, that's something else, huh? Yeah, that's not what they're doing. <laughs> they're discussing how great they are. Yeah. And patting each other on the back. They're talking more predictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny thing about their back, though. <laughs> the, the other thing is, I would say about this is like, <laughs> bec- this because. <laughs> yeah. Because. <laughs> because everything is so crazy and they make such a fear monger out of it that they do these like staged things just to get more people drummed up just to create further divide and you have people like AOC out there saying we're all going to die in 10 years now right so they want to pass these massive things and it's like we're already the market's already moving towards renewable energy Mm -hmm. I mean you got scientists working on fission which could be cool fusion fusion sorry we already have we got fission fission. we have fission you got scientists working on fusion you you still have scientists (laughs) you still have scientists working on Fusion, too. I got to go fission. away from the live group for a second. My bad. <laughs> and, uh, all the memes of that that girl right now, are they're all cracking me up at the moment. Yeah. I mean, she. you know how many times I've probably driven? There's memes. A meme just got posted of the uh, Laverne, Tennessee police officer. I don't remember her name. I guess it, it doesn't matter that much. But I drive through Laverne every single. Me- Megan? I, I don't remember. Megan Hall. Megan Hall. That's her name. Um, yeah, I drive through that town. Uh, right by the police station, twice a day. Do you ever stop? <laughs> Just <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> oh, did you get stopped by a lady cop? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! They always told me there was a train that went through Laverne. I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> you know? Okay. Oh. Let's move on to, we're not going to solve climate change, I guess, today. Neither is anyone else uh, because they're freaking out. Listen, we can adapt to this whole thing, and we're already moving to clean energy like what Charlie was talking about. The market's already doing this. Yeah. So the the nuclear thing, I worry about the nuclear fusion thing because the government, the these big government bodies, they that's the last thing they want. People always say, well, the capitalists, that's the last thing they want is this almost free, uh, uh, limitless energy. Once they uh, once they create it, it's also the last thing the government would want yeah. at the same time because we're moving into climate lockdowns soon. I'm gonna keep pounding the table on this thing. We're moving into the climate lockdowns. All you gotta do is declare an emergency. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, they don't have to call it a lockdown, I guess, but they'll they'll use that emergency power for whatever they want. And if we have if we have this unlimited clean energy, they'll lose a lot of control. And they don't, they don't want to do that. Right now, they're helping their friends who make solar panels and whatever else they do. They're helping their friends be in the new frontier 
the the new industrial revolution. And they're helping their friends place. with the monopolies mm-hmm. over the power grids that they you know, have. These fortunes that were made during the industrial revolution, that you know, that happens when we switch into this this whole new this new world. And what they got to do is they got to also switch us into a new world now, and they got to make sure that they're the people at the foundation of it that are going to be creating that gener- multi generational wealth. That's all they're doing right now. Yeah, just wait till you see the uh, the Fed crypto. <laughs> okay, it's all, co- it's all coming out to plan. Good stuff from Illinois, yeah. Charles. Well, you know what else the government hates? What's that? Name. Assault weapons. Mm-hmm. A lot of governments hate assault weapons. Um, they probably fear them. <laughs> they do. Yeah. So, so um, let me play the video first, I guess. We've got a bit of a white pill because 74 Illinois sheriff departments are vowing to defy Illinois' assault weapons ban. Uh, actually, now we'll hear J.B. Pritzker talking about that. Taking these weapons off the streets means that uh, there will be fewer incidents of um, a mass shooting at a parade or um, against worshipers in their church or students at school, our own children. Uh, These are weapons that can fire, well, as happened in Highland Park, 83 bullets within less than 60 seconds. Um, This has happened too often across the country and, of course, in Illinois. And so we just went after it. You know, eight states had done it. We knew we could get it done. All right, so that's what they're selling you. That sounds slow, honestly. Yeah? I mean, I thought they... You think it's too slow? I thought assault weapons were up to like a 1,000 clips. Oh, well, not in Illinois. Per second. Some of their previous regulations have taken that down in Illinois. Already. Now they got to go further. Uh, let's get, let's have a little bit more uh, gun ban talk happening. This is from Joseph R. Biden. Good God, he looks terrible. Oh, he looks Lord. like he just stepped out of a casket. If, <laughs> <laughs> if he was my grandpa, I'd be so worried right now. Wow. I really would. And ban the number of bullets and go in a magazine. There's no, no need for any of that. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water of the blood of patriots. Give me a, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. I'm serious. Think about it. Blood of patriots. You just, that's <laughs> where you do it. It's for the tree of liberty, it's only the blood of patriots yeah. that it needs water with. Okay. No. And also your RAR fifteens, you're not gonna need those because they got F fifteens. Why didn't he ever why doesn't he ever name any of the thirty five billion dollar planes that they got out there or whatever it is? <laughs> I mean so, I know it's not that much. But um, you know, they always say F fifteens. I kind of feel like we've spent enough money that he could switch over to the new ones. Yep. What are they, what are they called? The F thirty five? Thirty five, I think. Thirty five that's what it is. I think it is. Thirty five stands for thirty five billion. Yeah. There you go. That's what they cost, probably. But we have some good news because there's at least 74 Illinois sheriff depart- sheriff's departments vow that have vowed to defy state assault weapons ban. I can't remember. I did see a sheriff that put out uh, the letter, and then a, several of them adopted the same letter, essentially. They may have changed a few things on mm-hmm. it. But uh, they essentially adopted the same letter. And this is good. Now, remember, your sheriff takes an oath to uphold the Constitution. So uh, they can... They can tell the state, the federal government, whoever, to screw off, and they have control of their county. And what I wonder... They are the most powerful person in their county. 
What I wonder is what if the Supreme Court says that the law is constitutional? I don't think it matters. No, I mean, it really, it's an elected official. They, I mean, the people can try to recall them if they want, or they'll just vote someone else in. Uh, a lot of, in Illinois at least, they are they are elected. Yeah. So if they want to get rid of them, that's what they'll have to do. And according to Andrew Cuomo, I'm seeing in the live group, several people have said this, that the those sheriffs are dictators. Mm-hmm. When you don't want to enforce? Not Pritzker. Mm-mm. He can't be a dictator. No. But, yeah, the sheriffs. It's the people who won't enforce uh, those laws that are yeah. probably violating the Constitution. They are dictators. Yes. Every single one of them. Just days after Illinois became the ninth U.S. state to ban assault rifles, the state already hit a roadblock to implementing the law, defiant sheriff's offices. At least 74 sheriff's departments have publicly vowed to defy elements of a recent gun control law, uh, which banned assault weapons and high-capacity magazines and switches. The offices have vowed to not check if weapons are registered with the state or house individuals or house individuals arrested only for not complying with the law. As the number of uncooperative sheriff, sheriff offices increases, Pritzker has made his own vow to ensure those members of law enforcement who fail to do their job won't be in their job. Now, he doesn't have any control whatsoever over sheriff's departments. No. Those are elected officials. They could direct money they to don't. elections if they wanted to, the, the Democratic Party. They could. They could try to get them out voted. Yeah. Um, but they, they don't hold any weight. The, the sheriff doesn't answer to anyone. No, they, He's the law. You know, we should have his, uh, Sheriff Mack on again sometime. That was a good interview. We yeah. talked to him at Freedom, Freedom Fest, that uh, constitutional sheriffs and peace officers, I'm going to mess up the whole thing. Uh, that, that was good. We should give, give them a call sometime to talk about this. You know, and the sheriff has the power to deputize. They can deputize everybody, they, anybody they want. Mm. You know, they can make as many deputies as they want. The Illinois Sheriff's Association issued a statement Wednesday expressing continued opposition to the law. Simultaneously, dozens of sheriff's offices began to post nearly identical messages promising they would not check for compliance with the law or arrest offenders of the law. Therefore, as the custodian of the jail and chief law enforcement official for DuPage County, that neither myself nor my office will be checking to ensure that lawful gun owners gun owners register their weapons with the state, nor will they be arresting or housing law-abiding individuals that have been charged solely with non-compliance of this act. That was DuPage County Sheriff James Mendrick. Y'all make sure you got a sheriff like like that guy Mm -hmm. right there. With a population of over 920,000 residents, DuPage County is the largest county to defy the law. In total, at least 74 offices said they plan to not use uh, resources to enforce elements of the law, impacting nearly 4 million Illinois residents. Look at that. 4 That's million good. People. Look at that nullification. Are, you can win liberty for your people. Just at the That's sheriff's 4 office. million people who are not going to have, they're not going to have to register and won't be arrested for a stupid law. Many of the sheriffs defying the law have described their opposition to the law as akin to civil dis- disobedience to protect the Second Amendment. Quote, we will not be enforcing it in this county. I will also not house anyone in my jail that has violated this act because we know it to be an unlawful act by the General Assembly and the governor. That's Jefferson County Sheriff Jeff Bullard Sr. Pritzker addressed the defiance, commenting that members of law enforcement who fail to enforce it might lose their job. But the reality is that the state police is responsible for enforcement, as are all law enforcement all across our state, 
and they will, in fact, do their job or they won't be in their job. That's what Prisker said. That's, I don't think you can do that. I'm going to have to look it up. You can't. I don't think you can. He continues on and says, you know, you can have all the resolutions and declarations that you want. The reality is that the laws that are on the books, you don't get to choose which ones people are going to follow. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about all of you, but I feel like I'm my best self when I'm doing things that I truly care about, like this show, day trading, spending time with my family. But when you're overwhelmed, it can be tough to find the motivation to spend time with loved ones or work on a project you need to get done. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel confident, empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. I'm one of the many people that have benefited from therapy. It helped me filter through all the noise, get down to the root cause of my problems so I could actually solve them and move on. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. I feel like there's an awful lot of district attorneys out there that that choose which laws they're going to prosecute and not prosecute. Yeah. And I think they uh, get pick and choosy, picky and choosy around the country all the time. Do you know how many laws that are on the books? It's a lot of laws. They, that they don't prosecute? Yeah. That people aren't arrested for? I think we're going to have to do all of them. I, I, I heard... Uh, you know, ladies still can't wear pants on a Sunday in some of these places, and mm-hmm. I want that Sunday law enforced, man. Can't spit on a sidewalk. <laughs> Women, or is that everyone? Women and men? I think, yeah. Is that everyone? Okay. Women and men. Well, now they're talking about this this thing, this law, this assault weapons ban, and in that video we played earlier, he said it's going to save hundreds of lives. And when you're selling things like this to the people... It's really easy to come out and say, well, we passed this and hundreds of people are going to be saved by this. Look how good we are. We are amazing people. Now, you'd have to have several years go by for their assault weapons ban to actually save that many lives. If it were actually going to save any lives, because they're, according to them, this is according to them. We're not even going to fear monger anything. They said they're not going after anyone's guns. If you already got them, you've got your gun, you can keep your gun. Mm -hmm. If you like your gun, you can keep your gun. They have to register them with the state, though. But they're still saying this is going to save a bunch of lives, even though they know there's thousands and thousands of assault weapons out there uh, that they're not going after. And I guess they think that since they make a law saying you have to register every one of them, that means everyone's going to register all of them. So it's not going to do anything. That's a really important part. There's a really cool article here uh, from The Telegraph that says, Look beyond assault weapons to solve gun violence. Now, when I first saw that, I thought that meant we got to ban all the guns. That's not what this person is saying. They say in uh, in 20, this is from Scott Lew- W. Scott Lewis. In 2019, America endured 39,707 gun deaths. If we prevented every murder committed with any type of rifle, that total would have dropped to 39,343 from 39,707. A decrease of less than 1%. In other words, a ban on assault-style rifles won't solve Illinois or America's epidemics of gun violence. While handguns are used in 62% of U.S. gun murders and approximately three-quarters of U.S. gun suicides, 
which comprise 60% of the U.S. gun deaths, by the way. Rifles of any kind are used in only 3.5% of U.S. gun murders. However, many Americans believe that these rifles are intrinsically linked to our national crisis of mass shootings. Because they get the most coverage. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And he kind of, he goes into that. And it's something tangible that you can point to and be like, look at the, this thing looks like it belongs to the military. No civilian should have something scary. like that. It's scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the terms assault weapon and assault style, the term mass shooting is difficult to define. In 2022, Gun Violence Archive documented 648 U.S. mass shootings. However, those averaged one victim killed per shooting, which is not how Americans picture mass shootings. Like we've talked about a lot of times, they conflate these things when they say this is how many mass shootings they've been. When you ask someone what they think a mass shooting is, they think of Highland Park or they think of Uvalde or Parkland or whatever. They don't... Las Vegas. They don't think of a guy who sadly uh, got in a fight at a party and shot three people and then himself. That's not the thing that makes the news that people are afraid of mass shootings, but that's actually what most of them are. Not, not a guy at a party that gets mad at people, but, you know, along those lines, something like that. Mother Jones has documented 137 mass casualty active shooter attacks during the past 41 years. Approximately 32% of those involved assault-style rifles. 46% were carried out with standard handguns alone. The second, fifth, and tenth deadliest attacks were all carried out with handguns. Okay? In the ten deadliest attacks, the shootings involving assault-style rifles had an average of 26 victims killed and 23 wounded where those involving handguns alone had an average of 23 victims killed and 27 wounded. Roughly the same between those two things. So that's not the big difference that people think that we are uh, actually dealing with here. Then he talks about the federal assault weapons ban. There's some pretty cool uh, stuff from that as well. It says this is basically pointless. First, there were as many mass casualty active shooter attacks during the 10-year ban as in the 10 years preceding the ban. Both the deadliest mass shooting in the 10 years preceding the ban and the deadliest mass shooting in the 10 years following the ban were committed with handguns, not assault weapons. And the deadliest shooting during the ban involved an assault-style rifle. That was banned. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. It's not funny. Somebody, somebody died. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. If, if oh, things, how if you're looking at terrible things, yes, it's yeah. ironic. Mm-hmm. How about that? Ironic. The so-called, oh, third, during the ban, a person could still walk into any gun store in America and buy either a grandfathered AR-15 or an unbanned XM-15, way different from an AR-15 from what I hear, and a stack of grandfathered 30-round magazines and a case of ammunition. So-called assault weapons are not exponentially deadly compared to the 556. Uh, compared to the 556, the classic 308 projects a bullet that is 40% wider and almost 200% heavier. At a comparable rate of speed. The 22 Remington hunting cartridge projects a bullet the same diameter as the 5.56, as much as 1,200 feet per second faster. These are all the things that you always hear. Oh, the, you can't sell guns that when they hit people, they just, you don't even, you can't even find them anymore. They explode. They're gone. <laughs> We've covered something like that on Dumb Bleep before, I'm pretty yeah. sure. These are the things that you hear. A 2018 study from Brigham and Women's Hospital found that in a mass shooting, a gunshot wound from a handgun is as deadly as a gunshot wound from a semi-automatic rifle. Turns out they were both shot. Yeah. 
you know. Before seeing the minority of mass shooters who use assault style rifles to switch the handguns or semi-automatic hunting rifles won't mitigate the gun violence. Yeah. I've just, I know that those are a lot of facts and stuff and it's kind of annoying, but um, those are all things that people use all the time. And in fact, 2019 was the most recent FBI crime stats and under Illinois, the total, let's see, 771 firearms, 647 handguns, 564 rifles. Seven. Seven. And what they do, what the government does when they uh, ban these things is they sell it to people as if those seven will be gone afterwards. There were 10 people killed with hands, fists, and feet. That's, uh, yeah, much more to ban them. I think. Is that am I reading that chart right? I think that's what it said. Illinois. Somewhere around Ten. that. <clears throat> Ten. Very dangerous. People's hands. There were more, more deaths by people's hands, fists, or feet than there were by rifles. But we got to ban the rifles. And then they, <sighs> they assume that those people would not have then just used a handgun. First, you have to assume that they won't have access to the assault rifle anymore, whatever that is. And then you have to assume that they wouldn't just use a handgun instead. So they're going to follow the law. They won't be able to register their assault rifle or be able to find one. So they won't use that anymore. And they also won't use a handgun because it doesn't uh, fit what they were wanting to do at that time. And then those murders just won't take place. And then once you get all the idiots out there to believe that, you can tell people we're going to save hundreds of lives by banning these things. It's really that simple. Yeah. It's just a bunch of virtue signaling. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. That's, virtue signaling. And once again, it's it's the people's fault. We got to make sure we keep coming back to that. I mean, these people, they're going to do what people allow them to do. And uh, unfortunately, they just keep making false promises. They lie. No one checks them on it. The right and the left both do the same thing. You know, it just depends on what team is in power. And they keep voting in the same people. God, Illinois, how do they keep doing this? Over and over and over. To themselves. Hmm. Oh, they got to they gotta break Chicago out of there, man. All right, speaking of death and how horrible it is, up next from the WAPO, um, we are overcounting COVID deaths and, that, and hospitalization. That's a problem. You want to hear Dr. Lena Wynn talk Dr. about it? Dr. these are two quick. separate things here. Overcounting deaths and overcounting hospitalizations. As you know, I covered this closely being in the Trump White House when this happened. I talked to a lot of health officials about this who are actually kind of skeptical of this claim that you're making. And I think one big thing has been what is the evidence that these COVID deaths are actually being overcounted? Well, this is the reason why this kind of transparent reporting is going to be so important. There is a way for us to look at death certificates and also to look at the medical records of individuals prior to their death. And I think this needs to be separated into three categories. One is the um, the COVID as a direct contributor, the primary cause of death. The second is, could it be a secondary contributing cause? So, for example, somebody with kidney disease, COVID then pushes them over the edge to have kidney failure. That's COVID as a contributing 
leading cause. And then the third is COVID as an incidental finding. So somebody coming in with a gunshot wound or a heart attack and they happen to test positive. I think that we need to separate out and look at the percentages of each. That percentage would have shifted over time as well. In the beginning, probably a lot more people were dying with the primary cause of COVID. That probably has shifted. And I think, again, we need to understand this. Another reason to understand this, too, is a lot of people are wondering when they should get a booster next. When do we need a second booster or another booster? And the only way we can know for sure is to understand who is getting severely ill. and when. Wow. I mean, all I heard her was she was trying to destroy democracy. That's what you see. In that whole speech. That was just an argument for why uh, we need to deplatform Joe Rogan. She was there on Jan 6, wasn't she? Yeah. Oh, I recognize yeah. that face. <laughs> yeah, I saw her. She was standing right next to me. All right. All kidding aside, for those that are new, we joke. We're very sarcastic on this show. Mm-hmm. You haven't picked it up. Some people don't pick it up. No. And they leave reviews like, these guys are dumb. Well, but, joke's on them. That's a, Exactly. According to the CDCP, the U.S. is experiencing around 400 COVID deaths every day. At that rate, there would be nearly 150,000 deaths a year. It's crazy we don't have the ticker. This is from uh, uh, the the white pill section of this. This is from Lena Wen, mm-hmm. Dr. Lena Wen, who we had used in Dumb Bleep of the Week. And through, through 2020 and early 2021, she was one of the craziest branch Covidians out there, one of the biggest COVID hysterians that you could find. She's done a complete 160. Now, she still wants everyone to do the vaccination and all that, but she has turned. That's why I said 160. <laughs> yeah, not all the way there. <laughs> uh, she had a big one we talked about about masks, I believe, and she wasn't going to be masking her kids. And now she's out there spouting the biggest conspiracy of all, which is that the death counts and the hospitalization counts are somehow inaccurate. Maybe this was her plan the whole time, by the way. You think? Join, like, the winning team. Mm. And then... Like she upped her public persona. And then flank them. Mm, I got you. Okay. Not a bad idea. It's a surprise attack. Yeah. Are these Americans dying from COVID or with COVID? Two infectious disease experts I spoke with believe that the number of deaths attributed to COVID is far greater than the actual number of people dying from COVID. Now, this was a huge conspiracy theory, Mm -hmm. by the way. Robin, Robin Drettler, an attending physician at Emory Decatur Hospital, estimates that at his hospital, 90% of patients diagnosed with COVID are actually in the hospital for some other illness. Was he wearing a MAGA hat when he said that? <laughs> Jeez. Since every hospitalized patient gets tested for COVID, many are incidentally positive, he said. A gunshot victim or someone who has had a heart attack, for example, could test positive for the virus, but the infection has no bearing on why they sought medical care. If these patients die, COVID might get added to their death certificate along with the other diagnoses. But the coronavirus was not the primary contributor to their death and often played no role at all. Mm. Drettler is quick to add that the imprecise reporting is not because of bad intent. There is no truth to the conspiracy theory that hospitals are trying to exaggerate coronavirus numbers for some nefarious purpose. Now, I highlighted that for a reason. First off, we don't know what every one of these people are doing, but they did make sure they clarified that this is not that conspiracy theory where people are making up the numbers. And I'm not saying they're making up the numbers, but we have to at least address the fact that in the CARES Act, they were incentivized to have as many people listed as co- for COVID as possible because they got paid more for it. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, no, that's, that's no, it was in the CARES Act. It's a real thing. And so I'm not saying that they all did it, 
but there was that incentive. YouTube, it was in the bill. You get paid, by the way, by diagnosis code. Yeah. Essentially. There's other things, too. But for the most part, what you diagnose a patient as, what their procedure codes are, that's how, how that patient is coded is how they get paid. So if you have coronavirus on there, you got that. They bumped up the payments. They got that payment right there. There's a vent. From the gov. Or there's a vent with COVID. Mm-hmm. And those pay differently. Sure do. In recent months, only about 30% of total hospitalizations with COVID were primarily attributed to the virus. This tracks with Doran's experience at her hospital, Tufts Medical Center, where she also serves as hospital uh, epidemiologist. During some days, she said the proportion of those hospitalized because of COVID was, were as low as 10% of the total number reported. To be clear, if the COVID death count turns out to be 30% of what's currently reported, that's still unacceptably high, but that knowledge could help people better gauge the risks of traveling, indoor dining, and activities they have yet to resume. What? Yeah. Other people no, haven't resumed things? I haven't seen anyone taking any precautions. That's not true. I've seen some people in masks, but but I I feel like the everyone's traveling, everyone's going out to eat, everyone's doing everything. It's tough to not wonder about someone when you see them in a mask, you know. Like, what went wrong <laughs> in their life? They could have an underlying health condition, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you don't want to immediately make fun of them, but there's probably a good reason to. The most importantly, knowing who exactly is dying. See, this is why good data is important, right? This is why the truth is important. Because when you have the truth and you're not trying to fudge anything or whatever, then you can make... Good decision. You can make real decision based on the actual facts of the matter, which actually is what's going to help the most amount of people possible. Mm-hmm. Right. This is why this is why truth is so important. Because if you're making decisions based off false information or things that are made up or whatever the case may be, then it's a detriment to you and to every anything you're trying to help. So knowing ex- who exactly is dying from COVID can help us identify who is truly vulnerable. These are the patients we need to protect through better vaccines and treatments. I can help you out, Lynn Ann. Leanne. Hmm. They're old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still the old people. A lot of olds yeah. out there. I would say greater than 60. If you're, if you're over 60 years old, you probably should take some precautions. Similarly, that you would for the flu, maybe, maybe more, considering um, that that if you do fall into the dying category of COVID, you're likely to like die. Mm-hmm. I mean, like once you go once on, you get to that point, once you go on the vent and ECMO or anything like that, like the chances of you coming back are pretty slim. I know a guy that was on the vent for at least two weeks. A guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, what I'm saying is most people who go on the vent, they don't end up coming back because by then it's too late. Now look at this chart. If you're uh, listening right now, you can't. And we realize that. And that's why you're going to go to YouTube or Rumble or Odyssey and check out the video. Or join gmail.com to be part of the live group. Those things, too, yeah. as well. Yes, YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey if you want to watch the video. And this is from Massachusetts, and they're actually keeping track of the number of patients that have COVID versus the ones that are hospitalized because of COVID. And the big problem is on this chart, is this lighter yellow line that people who are watching live right now, that is the line that we have been fed throughout this entire time about why we should 
change everything and give everyone more power and allow all the mandates, whatever it is, because the hospitals are overrun because of COVID. And I'm, I'm not saying that there wasn't any of that going on, but you see the portion, the proportion of people that were actually there because of COVID, that is the one that matters. And if that was the only line that we saw, then they wouldn't be able to make all the same arguments that they made that whole time. They wouldn't have been able to make people as scared or other people as victimized or call for as much power for themselves. And so that's why, and unfortunately, there's not much incentive structure for people to, to dig into the truth here, other than wanting to find the truth and try and help people. But there's a lot more incentive structure to keep that big, lighter yellow line up there. Yeah, it's true. There's not. And that's the problem I've had with COVID the whole time is, and especially with the government, is just they're not just giving people the facts. Like, hey, here's what we, here's what we know. This is just objective facts. Make the best decision for your for your family. But it wasn't about that. It was about control. And as you see, as the government gains more and more power, they just want more and more power. <clears throat> and unfortunately, we've passed way past the point of public service. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not what it used to be at all. And uh, as someone in the group said, you know, there were people saying this at the beginning of this whole pandemic, much like when it came to the mortality those, rate with COVID. Those people got silenced. They did. Fired, silenced, banned. I mean, for saying this very thing right here, that the numbers that we were being given were not accurate, that those people weren't all dying because of COVID. We're that they probably going to get banned on YouTube this, again. This will literally get flagged and we'll get another suspension on YouTube if I don't cut this out right now. If I, if I don't cut this section out, they are still going to give us a strike again on YouTube. And we just have one last week, which means another one, and they'll cut us off for good. They'll cut us off at the toes. Again. So, it's, uh, it, so of course, you start the question, well, is it worth it for me to make this one point right now? They're going to delete it anyway. So why even say it in the first place? No one's going to see it. It's going to be like a golden and tree falling in the forest. And their plan's working. It, it does work. And then you start self-censoring. And they're like, well, we didn't, we didn't censor. You're the one who didn't say it. You know? <laughs> and now it's my fault yeah. for not doing it. It's amazing. It's, it's pretty incredible. It's so good how it works. I'm impressed, yeah. as always. I don't think we have time to get into the we reparations don't. thing today. But tomorrow, you'll hear our take on San Francisco's... They had a committee that they put together to appease the rioters. Back in 2020, they looked into whether or not they should have reparations, and they came up with a plan that I'm sure you've already heard of. It involves $5 million a person per person that has identified as black for at least 10 years, and you got to live in the city, which means they're going to have to check your ID or something. I don't know. <laughs> They also want a $97,000 minimum annual income for the next 250 years. Reasonable. Which will get you a tent in San Francisco. And they want, and they want all of the debt, every single bit of debt wiped out. In the, with the $5 million and the almost hundred grand a year, and all the debt has to be wiped out. 78% of them will be back in debt in a couple years. So we'll... And that's just going to be, oh, we'll have to talk about this all tomorrow. When you start trying this, to do this with wealth, if you are not out there creating things and selling things and investing, all you do, and this is why the wealth cap, the wealth gap 
keeps getting bigger as the Federal Reserve prints more money, as they send that out there, that money flows into the hands of the people who are selling things, who are creating products. We need it to flow to regular, everyday people. You take Elon Musk's money and you give me $10,000, maybe I'm a bad example, but you give $10,000 to someone and they just go spend it. Well, they didn't build any wealth with that. They just gave it back to people who create stuff. Most of the time they're going to buy something that depreciates. Yeah. So it'll be an interesting conversation tomorrow. So tune in tomorrow when we do uh, this. It's it's a potential dumb bleep. It's a sneak peek. Well, uh, so. so we have a new. I'm. I didn't let you know yet, but I've been trying out a new format here. The dumb oh. bleeps. We've been in a bit of a bind because we get something real dumb that happens on Monday, and I'm like, well, we got to do that in dumb bleep. So we're not going to talk about it until Friday now. But then something dumber happens. Well, yeah, and then w- what happens is uh, it's Monday. Say I'm a listener, and I want to hear about this dumb thing that happened. You're telling me that. I can't go to GML to listen about this. I got to wait until Friday to see if Costco submitted it for Dumb Bleep of the Week. <laughs> no. So Dumb Bleep of the Week is actually going to be pulling together things that we have probably mentioned throughout the week. Or haven't mentioned. So, And I'm trying to pull together yesterday's episode I mentioned. We talked about Biden docs. We talked about CPI. And we just gave you a preview of what we're going to be talking about tomorrow as well. And just go, and the gravy train keeps rolling. (laughs) (laughs) Nate Thurston wheels are turning. It's a one-way street. (laughs) Whichever way I go. (laughs) All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share the show with a friend, a family member, and a foe. And Kamala Harris, let her know she won Dumb Bleep of the Year. Uh, Go to joingml.com, sign up, and be one of our live listeners. Friends. Yeah, that's how you earn friendship with us, by signing up. Honestly, six bucks a month, that's one of the cheaper friendships that yeah, you can have. We, that's all we require of you. When you're in town, we go out to dinner with you. Yeah. Yeah. When you're going to be invited to Nate Fest, which is going to be somewhere this year. We're going to have our <laughs> thousandth episode, Nate Fest. It's really happening. So join gmail.com. Go to godhatesfeds.com for your merch, needs, T-shirts, puzzles, coffee mugs, do you have any Stan Cups, Stanley Cups? That's the thing now. Stanley Cups? Like Stanley Cups, yeah. Like for, like hockey? No, like the Stanley. Have you not seen the ladies with their Stanley? I'm just thinking of These the Stanley Cup. Cup marketers are some oh, of the, the best. The cup? Uh, they, yeah. They go viral. Lacey's got this cup. She carries around all the time. Like That's going to help her drink water, it's right? It's like a cup. It's like a security cup. But then she needs yeah, another she's one. Yeah, she's on she wouldn't drink water if it weren't for this cup. I bet it's a Stanley. Nah, it's just like a big. Uh, they I were sold out calling. for the longest time. You couldn't even get it. What up. is this cup? Look it up. Someone tell me about that. Look yeah, up. I've seen that Stanley cup before. No, this is like the one you drink, although they do drink out of that one. But. Okay. I'm going to search Stanley cup and see All what right. comes up. Godhatesfest.com. And then if you want to learn about the market, that go to natescrashcourse.com. That's natescrashcourse.com. Do all of those things. We'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Oh, yeah, I think that's what Lacey has. <laughs>